KOL country. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Taylor Hall. Here's a backhander front. Re-shot score, Taylor Hall. This is Snail Yakubov. This is Connor McDavid. This is Jordan Eberle from your Edmonton Oilers. Try settle in front. Re-shot score, Jordan Eberle. This, this is oil country. Flies into the zone. Re-shot. What a save made by Anders Nielsen. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Ched. Tonight, uh, certainly in this country, we'll be uh, watching the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Welcome, everybody. This is the Thursday edition of Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex, Canada's largest Canada dealership, where their main goal is to save you time and money and providing true Alberta service. Check them out at digitex.ca. Digitex now has a massive supplies division where you can find paper and supplies for all brands of office equipment. Bob Stoffer with you. This is Oilers Now, jam-packed show. The Edmonton Oilers, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Coming up, uh, we'll set the stage. We'll give you the line combos, tell you who's in, who's out, who's starting for the uh, two clubs get some clips in uh, reed wilkins will swing by in the opening half hour of the show from uh, sportsnet nhl hockey on rogers mark specter courtesy of the fine folks at horse racing alberta hra this province was built on the back of a horse hra proud contributors to the alberta lottery front hra over seven thousand employed over seven thousand horses uh reminder you can email us for a show at orders now 630 chat.com presented by homes babby can text us at 630 630. We are on Twitter at Oilers now, and you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, or Brendan at Brendan Ulrich. And for podcasts, and we do do podcasts, go to 630chat.com slash podcast. It is the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Connor McDavid's first game to uh, play against the uh, Maple Leafs organization. He had this to say. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, it's obviously my team growing up, being around, uh, growing up around Toronto. So uh, you know, it's kind of the sports team that I follow the most, and um, it's gonna be really cool to get a chance to play against them. The uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, will reinsert uh, one Justin Schultz, who uh, got a chance to watch a game in the press box. Uh, Schultz will be paired tonight with Darnell Nurse. Justin Schultz had this to say on sitting for a game. Uh, yeah, it's definitely frustrating. You want to be in the lineup, but uh, you know it was understood. I need to be better. Um, you know, I get that opportunity tonight. What have they focused? Uh, you know, asked you to focus in on in terms of improving your game? Just overall, uh, defensively, offensively, just being a factor out there. And uh, you know, I know I have it in me. So hopefully, I can show that tonight. All right, uh, the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Todd McClellan. Uh, his team can score a bit. It's been inconsistent when they've been scoring, but they can score a little bit. He had some interesting comments on offense, did the Oilers head coach. We've scored enough goals as a team to be uh, in the playoff hunt. Um, there are teams, I think we looked at it the other day, there's seven, eight teams that are wild card teams are in the playoffs with the same amount of offensive production as we have. When I look at it as a whole, maybe you're talking about recently, 
Um, recently, we've gone from home runs to uh, to not even getting out of the batter's box as far as offense goes. And the last, uh, you know, certainly the New York game, we can throw that one out because we it's we're not even going to begin to talk about that one. But the the New Jersey game, I thought we created some opportunities. Had two breakaways right off the bat, a two on one, um, just didn't finish. And there's not much any of us can do about that. Um, I didn't think we shot the puck near enough against New Jersey. We had many shooting opportunities and we wanted to be too cute with it. Uh, so back to volume shooting and, and creating second chances. That is Todd McClellan, head coach of the Evans Oilers. Here's what the Oilers are going to roll with. Up front, Connor McDavid with Benoit Pouliot and Jordan Everlay. Uh, McDavid has been back for five games. He's got two goals and seven points. Pouliot in those five games, two goals and six points. Everlay, four goals and six points in those five games. Leon Dreisaitl, Taylor Hall have gone a little quiet. They don't have a point in the last three games. Before that, Hall had a seven-game point-scoring streak where he picked up nine points, and Dreisaitl had scored four goals in his previous five games. Teddy Purcell will be on the right side tonight. Packer in and Blight in that slot against New Jersey, at least to start the game. Mark Letestu with the aforementioned Ilro Packer in and Nail Yakupov since returning from his ankle injury. Yakupov, who does not have a point in his last six games, and he has a grand total of two goals and two points in now 11 games. He's minus six since returning from the injury. And it'll be Hendricks with Cassian and Korpikoski, Anton Lander. At 54% in the faceoff circle is the Oilers' lone scratch up front. Defensively, Justin Schultz will play. He'll be paired with Darnell Nurse. Nurse playing 20-53 per game. Brandon Davidson paired with Eric Riva. You get the sense that uh, Jim Johnson and Ian Herbers feeling more comfortable at this pairing as Davidson's minutes have shot up of, as of late. Andre Sekera with Mark Fain. By the way, Oscar Kleffbaum did not practice today. Adam Clendenning uh, was the extra on the back end with Reinhardt's reassignment in a couple days ago back into uh, Bakersfield. Camp Talbot will start in goal. He's 11-17-2 at 2.68 goals against average and a .912 save percentage. The Maple Leafs have just gotten off the ice. Um, this is a Leaf squad that has got some good hockey players not available for the uh, tonight's game. Nazem Kadri is out with a lower body issue this after issuing a uh, death, um, I guess a throat slash gesture to the uh, Calgary Flames, Mark Giordano in the last game, but uh, Cadre is out, lower body issue. James Van Riemsdyk, arguably their best forward, out six to eight weeks with a foot issue. Tyler Bozak, who's had a strong bounce-back campaign after going minus 34 last year. Their top face-off man at 57.8%. He is out with an upper body issue. Got his bell rung a few games ago. Joffrey Lupo, the Fort Saskatchewan product, out with a mid-body issue. Sean Matthias suffering whiplash. He, too, is out. So let's five forwards. They picked up Mahalik in the trade for uh, Dion Phaneuf. He has a broken finger. He is out, of course. Nathan Horton uh, his career over. He is on LTIR with a uh, back injury. Uh, so the Leafs uh, forwards, not exactly a murderer's row, though one that the Oilers can ill afford to take lightly. Up front for Toronto. Let's see if I've got this right. Michael Grabner, with Peter Holland at center and Leo Komarov on the right side. Komarov, a career-high 17 goals played in the All-Star game. They'll have Nick Spalling at center with Daniel Winnick and Josh Levo. Former Oiler Mark Arcobello played 78 of his 131 games in the NHL with the Oilers. Uh, this year he's got 44 points in 40 games in the American Hockey League. He's on a one-way deal right now. 
does not have a point in 12 games this season. Mark Arcobello will center. Colin Greening picked up in the FNF deal as well. Greening has played all but uh, one of his pro games this year uh, in the American Hockey League. Uh, Greening on the left side and on the right side is P.A. Parento, who's actually had a decent year for Toronto after getting bought out by the Montreal Canadiens. And then the fourth line for the Leafs, Rich Clune with Byron Fraze and Brad Boyce, who came to camp as an uh, uncontracted player and ended up getting himself a one-year deal for the Maple Leafs. So Toronto has some challenges up front. I mean, they don't have Bozak. They don't have Kadri, their two best centers. They don't have Van Rienstijk, their best left winger. Lupul's basically been a third liner this year. They've moved Matthias in and out of the lineup. Mahalik certainly will play when he gets back in their top nine as well. That's five of their top nine forwards out of the lineup for Toronto. There's going to be a challenge there. On defense, Matt Hunwick with Morgan Riley. Uh, both players playing 22 minutes a game. Last year, Hunwick plus 17 for the New York Rangers. He's minus 10 this season. Uh, a guy that played as Wisconsin with uh, Justin Schultz back in the day. Jake Gardner with Roman Polak. Polak, an unrestricted free agent. He may get moved. Jared Cowan will not play. It will be Marincin and Corrado. Marincin, of course, Marty Marincin, the former winner. He's only playing 12.38 per game. They picked up Frankie Corrado on waivers. He's played nine games all season for Toronto. Jonathan Bernier starts in goal in his last four appearances. He's 0-3 with a .879 SVP. Maple Leafs have nine unrestricted free agents. They've only got seven forwards carrying forward uh, next year with 4D for tune of 48 million bucks. So Toronto's going to be a team to watch in terms of potentially moving some guys in and out of the lineup. There you have it. 12-14 at Edmonton. That's a look at the two teams. Should mention the best pizza in the city. Still making a great multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you. That is Royal Pizza. Royal Pizza with a brand new spot out in Ellerslie. The stop for recommendation at uh, Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean Chicken. Maple Leafs making the big Dion Phaneuf trade on, uh, what was it, uh, Monday, Tuesday? Where were we? We were in New Jersey. It was on Tuesday because Lou Ramarillo was there Tuesday. Joe Bowen is the legendary longtime Leafs uh, radio and TV voice. He joined Reed Wilkins last night at Inside Sports. He had this to say on the Phaneuf deal. The core of the team had been in question for a number of years, and uh, when Brendan Shanahan arrived on the scene last year, it was discussed, uh, the leadership group, um, that sort of thing uh, was in question. And in the off season, the only move they made with the real core of the team was the training of Phil Kessel, which probably wasn't all that difficult in that, um, you know, Phil was a, a, a proven goal scorer and everything else. The rest of the core of the team, I think they've, they've made the move with David Clarkson, uh, which was a, a huge contract that obviously was an albatross around their neck. And Dave Nonis made that move before the end of the season, before he was dismissed. So you, you had the feeling that if they could do something, they would. But in order to make a trade, you've got to find a partner that wants what you're selling. And uh, it, it was uh, somewhat surprising, I, I guess, with uh, Ottawa decided to uh, – uh, take the leap and, and go after Dion, and then uh, the trade was made yesterday. Uh, it's a long contract. He's got five more years left on it. Um, it would have been a difficult situation. If you're going to change the leadership of a team, a lot of that depends on the captain of the team, and it would have been a difficult issue to strip the C off of uh, Dion Phaneuf in order to 
put it on someone else. And uh, I think under the circumstances now, uh, going forward, they'll probably wait until the right person materializes one way or another before even thinking about putting a C on anybody's jersey. That is Joe Bowen joining Reed Wilkins last night on Inside Sports. The Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs, Reed Wilkins will join us when we return here at Rexall Place. Well, he's basically LTIR for the rest of the year. He's going to be out the rest of the season with uh, hip surgery. Ryan Nugent Hopkins out with uh, the hand issue. Uh, six to eight weeks was the original prognosis. And Oscar Clefbaum, maybe there's a chance we'll see him at some point late February, early March. That's the hope. Wow, it's dragged on with Oscar. Three quick numbers for you uh, for the Oilers. Jordan Everly, seven goals, 12 points, nine career games against Toronto. Benoit Pouliot scored twice here at Rexall Place last year to chase Jonathan Bernier. Uh, seven goals, 17 points in 22 career games against the Leafs. Taylor Hall, three goals, seven points in six games against Toronto. Those are your leaders for Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you at Rexall Place. Want to mention ATB Financial for the Mavericks and the Dreamers, our rewards-based crowdfunding platform, Alberta Booster, helps entrepreneurs and small businesses raise money, test ideas, and gain exposure. Learn more at albertabooster.ca. All right, uh, we'll bring aboard Inside Sports, Reed Wilkins. Reed, welcome back. We missed you the game against Columbus. I missed being here. Trust me, I would have much sooner have been here it's good to be back Bob well there we go uh this is a t- nobody in Toronto nobody in Edmonton wanted this to be 29 versus 30th this is a year in which either of these two teams could uh move up as the season goes on I mean you could easily see a team ending up 21st 22nd that's in the bottom four right now just with how compacted everybody is but give me your thoughts on this game heading in well first of all I, I want to talk about something Todd McClellan said this morning and it's actually something I disagree with which is him saying that they have scored enough goals to be or, or you know to be in the playoff mix. They they haven't scored enough goals. Th- this team is 22nd in goals per game. Yep. They're headed towards another season in the bottom 10 in goals for. The only season recently they broke through was the lockout shortened season and I think the power play had a lot to do with that. They they still weren't a great 5 on 5 team and it's, I mean, hey, it's of course it's fun and great to beat Columbus 5-1, and, and you should be able to put teams like that away and, and ride the momentum if you, and jump on an Ottawa team and beat them 7-2. That's, that's all well and good. But the Oilers have played 27 one-goal games. They've won 11 of them. They've won 11 of 27 one-goal games, and that includes all the ones they won in overtime, which yep. is up to six or seven for the year. So where is that five-on-five scoring in the in the tight games? And I think this goes back to, to something I blogged about yesterday and I talked about on, 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 the, on Inside Sports. Obviously, the defense isn't good enough. Obviously, they need an upgrade. They need an upgrade in terms of guys who can forecheck who can grind out opportunities, who can keep the puck in the other team's end and maybe can smash in a puck or two around the blue nate or, or, blue, or who have enough skill to go with that dogged forechecking to, to squeak out a few more goals because this team does not score enough and, and further to that, they are, are they are simply not in the... I mean, Todd likes to use the football uh, analogies a lot of times when he talks about what's going on with the hockey team. The Oilers are a team whose time of possession, if it were football... Would would continually be around twenty five or twenty six minutes. Reed, that's I, who they are. I, I got to tell you, I, I agree. Like when he said today that he felt that the Oilers scored enough, I, I, their power play has been a disappointment for me. It's twenty first in the league. It's uh, uh, sorry, it's fifteenth uh, in the league at eighteen point four percent. I th- I thought at the start earlier, you got to 
guys that have coached a power play in San Jose that was the second-ranked power play during the duration that they, they were there over that seven-year stretch. Right, and they were above 20% every year except one. Now, they had a shot from the point. They haven't had a shot from sure. the point all year. Uh, they had core guys like Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe. They developed Pavelski and uh, and Couture. But the Oilers have had some good power play people before. And, and in fact, the Oilers' power play went from the point that Todd Nelson took over last year was the best power play in the NHL back half last season. I thought that would just continue. I thought the least of the Oilers' problems, even without that big bomb from the point, would be the power play. It hasn't happened. Um, they've tried to go to a more fluid power play. Something has been lost in translation because that power play, maybe maybe they just got a, a lot of luck. You know, Maybe the analytics people could tell us, no, Bob, you're wrong. Todd Nelson was just really lucky for the final three months last year. I think the team's playing a better structured game, better five-on-five game but I expected a better power play for the Oilers. Well, I think they're still hesitant on the power play, Bob. And I, and I know you and Jack talked about it, uh, and you brought it up with Rob as well, about McDavid being deferential in, in yep. that situation. I think it was that the one at the end of the second period, right? Yep. They actually won the draw right back to where they wanted it for him to snap it, and, and he passed off, right? They still got a shot, but it wasn't, it wasn't a great shot. I mean, Todd McClellan wants them to play fast. And by that, he means quick decisions, know what you're going to do and do it, and everybody else know that that's happening. That hasn't happened on the power play. You've seen guys get the puck, oh, am I in a, am I in a shooting position? Oh, I'm in a passing position? Oh, now I'm in neither, right? Yep. How many times do they just make a decision on the power play and and do it? And, and that affects the net presence as well because by the time the puck gets there, the penalty killers are in better position to to defend it and whap it away or knock the guy down. So, so I, I, there's still a, an an overly deferential, hesitant team. I think yep. all round offensively, but it's magnified on the power. I, I think one of the things that's happened here is this: the players really want to please the coach. They know they have a good coach. They know they have an experienced coaching staff, uh, and I don't think they're a completely confident group in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it seems like I don't know how many times the players have had to prove that they can play to a new regime because there's been a few regimes, but you know th- there's been some stretches and so and they all know that Todd McClellan's staff are going to be here a while. Peter's going to be the GM for a while, and I just think that uh, and and we've seen a couple guys really frankly fail this year, and two of the players that have incredibly struggled one is justin schultz and the other is nail yakupov i mean again yakupov just two goals last 11 games he's a non-factor at this stage for the edmonton Oilers. and every time you say that you get all the yakupov supporters out there bashing you he hasn't done enough but i don't think he plays with any confidence i think the same can be said with justin schultz well i mean schultz obviously he just hasn't handled the adversity well and and we've seen that in his body language and his you know, the way he holds his stick and the positioning and all that, all that kind of stuff. I, I, I mean, I, I know somebody, I think it was the Don actually texted me last night and he said, why do you radio guys keep saying the team is well coached? I do think the team is well coached. Yep. Um, I, I don't think it's perfect. I, I think there, there have been some deficiencies, but I do think it's a hardworking coaching staff that wants to, um, wants to correct those. But, but I also think there are some guys who at least for stretches this season, you have seen them respond to the coaching. Teddy Purcell was one. Now, he's dropped off lately, unfortunately, but he had a really good run, and you saw him, I think, taking a lot of the coaching instruction to heart and understand that he was being challenged and having clear... I mean, it's one thing to challenge a guy, but you can't just go up to a guy and say, hey, be better. I mean, right? you need concrete things that you have to work on, and that's what I think this coaching staff is good at. 
Um, but I think some players haven't been able to meet those challenges and other guys have only been able to meet them for short periods of time or up and down. And then that's why we see the team further below 500 than they've been all year. All right. Give me 45 seconds on the Maple Leafs. <laughs> Who are these guys? Now we're going to see. Well, I, and, and I, the Oilers. I, you know, here, here's the thing: the Oilers can't take this group. Like, well, yeah, they yeah, can't. They, they can't the take Oilers anybody. Take they cannot take anybody. No, lightly. the Oilers are in last place. So if they take this team lightly, that is really damning. If that's what happens tonight, I mean, Strudwick sat next to me during the morning skate, and I actually have heard of everybody on the Maple Leafs. Good. Could I give you a scouting report on everyone? No. But if, I've heard How's my book them. looking today? Is that the is that the busiest book you've seen all season long? Well, that, that is. There's... Why are these guys? Oh, those are those guys. Yeah, I don't want to look at that. I get there's too many colors. Like it looks like looks a little vomitous, to be honest with you. Wow, well, I don't didn't think we were going to go there. Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports. He'll have the what time's the face-off show? Uh, five thirty. All right. Well, I'll uh, swing by around six o'clock. Just kidding. Uh, thanks, Reed, for joining us. Twelve twenty-nine in Edmonton. Mark Spector. From NHL Hockey and Rogers will join us, and uh, we'll take a, a quick time out to a 6.30 Chad News weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.